Okay, teachable. <sighs> Most people are not teachable. Pride probably is a big one, right? If you have pride, you're supposed to like know everything. You're not going to be teachable. Most people don't want to be challenged. They get offended. Since I know everybody is saying everything that is not true, just that what they think, I don't believe anything anybody tells me. Where does it say that at? Support that statement. I want to know that to be truth. Then people get offended. Now I've learned myself today is that, you know what? I don't have to be embarrassed about not trusting people that they don't know what they're talking about because I know that they don't know what they're talking about. And if you're offended, I don't have to feel bad about you being offended. I don't want to offend you, but guess what? If I need information from you, I want the truth. And if you're, not, if you're giving me BS, I'm going to tell you, I don't think that's true. You need to find that information for me. Some people are teachable, some people are not. You are incredibly teachable. Incre my son is incredibly teachable. I mean, he's come from a spot that, I don't know, really tough spot. Made a lot of poor decisions. But when I talked to him about something, I said, Michael, you need to do this. Dad. He calls me all the time about things. I'm like, why are you calling me? You know I'm going to yell at you. You know I'm going to tell you that is not something to do. That is stupid. You've done that too. And he says, I called you because I know you're going to tell me that so that I don't do. Because I know I'm not supposed to do it. These are teachable people. So you got to realize some people are teachable. Are you teachable? I don't know. Or you have this attitude and you're, no. If you're teachable, and I'm assuming 90%, I think 90% of the people inside here, a lot of stuff I'm saying is basically, yeah, I heard that and you can write it all down and I'm, uh, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to make money and, I'm gonna, and it, it, it's nothing going to change in your life. Some of you are going to tell your wife, say, listen, you know what? I was wrong and I'm sorry. Some of you are going to hold yourself accountable. One of the guys told me, hey, I just called my office. I made a decision. My wife and I, we talked last night. I'm not going to cuss. Apparently, he cusses and his wife cusses and they cuss in the house. That is beyond my brain. Is be, my brain could not even conceive the concept that you would be cussing in your house and your kids are around. That is inconceivable in my brain that that is what you're teaching your children. I, I just, my brain, I'm sorry. I just can't concept that there. I want my kids to understand, honor, respect. You're not respecting your heads. So they're not going to respect you. Wait till they get to be teenagers. You're going to be surprised what they're going to be saying to you. So now he called his, uh, his dispatcher and he said, hey, I'm not going to be cussing anymore. And I said, what did she say? I'm thinking, oh, she's going to be like, yeah, I'll find it. He goes, well, she cusses worse than me. I'm like, oh, okay. And she said, you know what? I'm going to work on that too. And I looked at him. I said, you know why? Because you're a leader. You're the one that's leading this company. And if you're cussing in your house, you're the leader at your house. Everybody else is going to cuss. You're the leader at your office. People are going to follow you. When you decide, this is how I'm leading, honorable, honoring God, we're not going to cuss. Hey, I'm, it's going to slip. You're going to make mistakes. And she's going to look at you. And everybody else is going to be holding you. And say, wait a minute. Like, I know. Like I told you, it's going to happen one day in this class. And we're all going to be looking at each other like, holy crap, I can't believe I said that. They're like, holy crap, I can't believe you said that. They're like, oh, my gosh. Cut the video out. Cut the, you know, like, uh, it's going to happen. I'm terrified of that event that's going to take place. It hasn't yet. Teachable. One who's able and willing to learn from any source. Any source. 
Any source, Josiah, behind me, ride me, behind me. Tell me what I got to do. Michael, you tell me this. Megan, you tell me that. Paula, you tell me that. Brian Burst, you guys in the class give me suggestions and surveys. I want to be better. And the only way I can be better is to put my tail between my leg. It cringe when I hear it hurts so much on surveys. And I'm like, gosh. But the problem is if you work for somebody who's not like me, you can't change them. They're happy. Okay, maybe you can't be around them. Maybe it's toxic, but you can't change them. If you're not teachable, okay, here, I love this quote. I think I know, hey, I'm just in, listen, in Texas, right? I like this quote. I made this one up. If you're not teachable, it means you learned it all, right? If you're not teachable, that has to mean what? You know everything. There's nothing anybody can tell you because you're not teachable. Well, if you, if you learned it all, and this is the best you are, and the world's changing, there's a problem for you, I think. But like a homeless guy, hey, listen, that's not my problem. That's the way you want to run your business. That's the way you want to live your life. Okay, I'm not going to try to save you, but you can be splattered and call me if you want to. We can talk about it each night, once a week or something like that. But I'm not doing anything else. I'm not going to try to save you. Is it really possible that you know everything? Every single thing? Is it, is it even possible? Well, then why are you acting like that? Why are you being dismissive? You know why? Because you're tired, because you're stressed. You have so much in your brain. Somebody's saying something to you, and you know, you just, you're just going to blow up. I was talking to some people here. That some of you guys, are, here's the problem with today's world. Economy has taken off, and there's more work than you have the ability to do. And you're trying to do it, and you're stretching yourself thin. Everybody's getting more tense and more tense and more tense. You're, you're, you're under-delivering more. You say you're going to do something and you really can't do that. And you really didn't look at your schedule. You didn't plan it properly inside there. Now it just gets worse and worse. And then people are not paying you because you're busy. You know, you're taking the wrong accounts. It just grows and grows and grows and grows. And, grows. and then you have a total crazy system. You know, teachable. I mean, teachable affects everything. I mean, you got to continue learning. I mean, you make a mistake and you're not learning from it? Really? Michael, you are always a curious kid. Breaking things. But Michael, my, my wife calls Michael Curious George. Got little Curious George books in our house. And reminds us of Michael. Yeah, Curious George. That's Michael. Curious George. Desire to learn. Some people really want to know more. You know what I learned about information? You learn information that has no relevance to anything. Somehow you use it. It's the craziest thing. But if you're going to learn... And you have all those books there. You see my book list that I have. Inside. Those are just some of the books I had recently. And you have some of these books I'm suggesting inside here. If you were going to learn, what rule do you think you should use for learning? <coughs> exactly. Pareto's principle. Which what? Out of 10 books, right? Two of them give you what? 80%. Start somewhere. But don't just say, ah, oh, you're reading... You're reading nonfiction? Really? Really? Nonfiction, which is not real. My brain doesn't understand that. Because where's that taking you to? Now, there's nothing wrong sometimes. Is it possible sometimes you just want to get away? Like reading nonfiction, that could be a form of meditation. Is that true? When the non. Okay. Fiction. Okay. Like I said, if you're reading fiction, <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Let's start that all over again, okay? If you're reading fiction, that means it's not real. But if I was going to read a book of fiction, I'd be reading it for what? 
as a strategy, because everything I do is a strategy. I'd be reading it for the purpose of what? Relaxing. Exactly. Relaxing. It's part of therapy. It's part of meditation. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're in a habit of reading nonfiction, if you're in a habit of reading fiction and fiction and fiction and fiction and fiction, you're running, I wonder what's going on in my life. How come I'm like, are you kidding me? You're reading somebody else's world that's not even the real world today, or that's not even the world, that's a reality. So you need to be able to make some decisions there, and you have to learn. I mentioned to you, we're going to get this little workbook. Some of you guys can maybe send me some emails and some things that you learn or in a particular section. Maybe, hey, Mike, you know, I was on about uh, teachability. I happened to go to YouTube, and man, this is great video. One of the guys came up with me in break time. Who's the one? And you showed me some things about a video that you in HR, you saw something. Who's that? And I'm like, so he's telling me about this video. What did I tell you to do? Tell me, email me. Tell me, email me. He didn't give me a link. He was just telling me on a piece of paper how great this video was. Oh, so I'm supposed to do what? I have no clue what you're really talking about, and I'm supposed to go find a video of something that's in your head. You know what it's called? Time management. I'm making him use his time. It was your idea. He's a leader. He wants to change me in a good way, right? You're trying to help me. I want that information. He will send me the email. We'll find out, oh, that belongs to the section here. So when we do the workbook, we'll make sure that we put sections and links, put it on our website that we can put, right, on personal development. Um, this section, watch this video. Maybe some of you guys are going to get me some Bible verses having to do with uh, teachability or having to do with dedication or commitment or whatever it is. You'll give me a Bible verse. So then maybe Paula will put together, what Paula does a website. Paul is amazing. She'll put that together, and then it would say what? Having to do with attitude. Here's a video. Um, uh, maybe you guys are into music. Some of you people like love music, and I, I, love, I love music. I don't know any of the words, any song my entire life. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't know. I just don't. Some people are like, you know the words. You know the emotion. You know the story, who wrote it, why they wrote it, when they wrote it, what was the cause of something like that. Well, if you have that gift, when you start going and start thinking of songs, hey, Mike, this is a great song that really impacts me having to do with that point. So then we would have on there, okay, having to do with teachability. Here's a song for you. Here's a Bible verse for you. Here is a video for you. Here's a link, Mike. I happen to find this link. It was a great link. And all of a sudden you decide, you know what? I need to do some, I need, I need to work on something. I need to work on pride. Maybe we'll have that in there. You watch a video, you read a section about that, you read a Bible verse, maybe in Proverbs or something like that. You listen to the song. You see what I'm trying to say? Help me. Help me. Send me information if you have that gift. And then I just keep slowly adding it and making it better. That's teachable. Okay? That's learning. You know, lazy. You know what? I'm not quite sure how many people are lazy. Probably millennials, maybe, or, you know, they're so entitled that they don't understand. Oh, who is it I was talking to? I think I was talking to you, Brian. Had to do with my grandson, Carson. You know, my grandson wanted to ride a bike mountain biking. I'm like, okay. And it was amazing. He rode 12 miles the first time, an hour and a half, a little kid, riding like the most crappy bike you can possibly imagine. 12 miles, a little tiny guy. I'm thinking, okay, this kid, he's on it. So I told him, you know what? So I immediately bought, buy him a bike. Which some, it's a nice bike. It's a good quality bike. And then every week that he would ride, he would ride harder and stronger. And he was very really He got into the, uh, the Florida Devos and learning. He was doing great. So and then I would upgrade his bike and put in a new gears or, or put in a new wheels or getting a new brakes and getting a new shocks and keep building. I don't even know how much I spent on this bike. And then here's what I found out on his effort. He was going like this. I was, no, his effort was up here. And he went higher and higher and higher. And then it just kept decaying. Kept decaying. And it was the craziest thing, right, Meg? 
we're like, what happened? I mean, he was writing half the speed and effort that he was writing when he first started. And I didn't understand. And I, I stopped. I said, look, let me explain something to you, kid. I come out here to train. I come out here to work hard. I come out here to kill myself. I'm spending a lot of money, thousands of dollars to get you a bike because you're supposed to be making an effort. I need you to make an effort so you lead and go to speed that you need to go. Right, Meg? And we're like looking at each other like, what the heck happened? And then I talked to Brian. I said, I don't understand what's happened. He goes, Mike, I think it was you. You said that kids, don't, or it might be somebody else, don't understand the concept of work. It was you. In other words, they don't understand the concept of work. You know, they start to do something, and as soon as it becomes hard, as soon as it's not like instant, as soon as it's not easy because of the way the world is, then they just give up. I don't want to do that. It's no fun. You know, they're not out there playing. They're not out there doing these hard things. And so some people, but maybe the I don't think my generation, we're lazy. You know, we're not, we're hard, hard, hard working. Some of you guys have seen that, and we've seen what happens. Right? Double-edged sword, is that right? You get this person here, you were a man, I tell you what, and what did you do? Because your father had to work hard, and if you didn't have any money, man, I, I'm never going to have the situation. So now what do you do? So you still work hard like your father, you're not, away, you're not with your family, but yeah, you have money. You know, so we, you know, we, we learn it. So you're not that you're not lazy, so you got to be smart, teachable. Some people are lazy, so you can't teach them because they don't want to think. Would you agree? Teachable means your brain has to be conscious. You go from the subconscious to the conscious. That is effort. Brianna? So what do we do um, for our kids to make sure that they're, do you have any advice on that? To make sure they don't grow up that way? You need to be a leader. You need to be a leader. You set the standard. You need to be working your butt off. Look at Megan. I saw you the email she sent me because I was at my dock that floated away, right? I'm working on my dock. And she sent me that random email. She was impressed with her dad. Because I work hard. I don't care the sun I need. I mean, it doesn't matter. Stop the water. I'm just gone. So because of that, she says, I feel normal. Like you come around me, right? And you feel, it's like working hard. In other words, so, so I don't know what you're showing. I don't know how you speak in, the in your house. I don't know how you use the language that you use. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know the efforts that you're showing. Brian? Um, there's a really great book called Do Hard Things. If you're a parent and you're struggling with that, that'd be a really great book to read. It's called Do Hard Things. Oh. That's good. I don't know who the author is. It's on Amazon, though. It'd be easy to find. Do Hard Things. Boom. Fine. Done. Okay. Order, download, click, done, done, finish. I'm, you got Amazon Prime, right, ladies? I mean, come on. Now, how long does that take? Done. <laughs> you're a prider. Um, teachable. Maybe your pride. High opinion. Is it, pride is a high opinion of one's importance or superiority. Ah, oh, that's below me. You know, teachable is being reading and exploring, kind of desire to learn. And teachable, being afraid. You know, being teachable, you have to be vulnerable, you know? You know, you, you got to realize people are going to be yelling at you. You know, you got to put yourself, you got to try. Okay, I don't care. I look so stupid to so many people. I'm sure a lot of people look at me like, I don't know this guy. I know I'm not as smart as people think I am. Trust me. I know that. I know a lot of people are, no, no, he's really not that smart. Trust me. He's not that smart. Because I ask all these silly, stupid questions. In a seminar, an ECNM magazine in, in 1975, I started going to seminars. 
And I just asked questions. I don't know. I just asked questions. I had a question. I asked a question, you know. And then five years later, I went with ECNM magazine and the guy that was running the seminars who I wanted his job, which I did, of course, get his job. And I came in that room and he knew my name. I'm like, how would you know my name? He goes, Mike, you took the very first seminar you ever took with me was in the Diplomat Hotel in 1975. Now, this guy does seminars all over the country. There are thousands of people. I took a seminar with him in 1975, and he remembers me the day I took the first seminar. I'm like, and this is a very, magazines, New York, there's all very powerful stuff. I'm like, I'm all nervous because I'm in this suite and they're having all this food. I've never been in a suite before in my life. They're, you know, I'm a very poor person. I'm, what, 29 years old. You know, I said, how did you remember me? He said, Mike, nobody in my entire career asked more questions at a seminar ever. I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. And I asked more questions than everybody in the entire classroom. It was very, very annoying to everybody else. And I, I could hear, oh, man, him again. Can't believe that guy. Why don't you shut up? That's a stupid question. And guess what? Hmm. I think my system worked. 